Hey guys, thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope this week's message inspires you and encourages you. Feel free to check out our website for more information. Here's today's message. And immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, you're here among us. Every person here now, um, whatever their background, whatever language they speak, where they come from, who they are, every person here who knows you has your spirit dwelling within them. We know that your spirit is here with us, closer than the air around us. We respect and revere your word, the word of God. We know it has power to convict us, to change us, to help us, to rebuke us, to comfort us, to encourage us. And we look to you now to speak to us through your word, albeit in three different languages. We look to you to speak to us through your word, to work the miracle of us hearing from almighty God through your word. We thank you for that. We know that you'll speak to us. We thank you right now in advance because we know that when you speak to us, it's good. We look to you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Noah. Thank you. Good morning, church. We say again, hello in Korea. Each other? Annyeong? Annyeong. <laughs> yes, uh, today I uh, want to speak and preaching through the Korean. 자, 오늘 고린도, 후, 고린도 전서 15장 58절 말씀으로 세상 흔들려도라는 제목으로 함께 말씀을 나누고자 합니다. 우리 함께 한국 성도님들은 큰 목소리로 말씀을 함께 읽었으면 좋겠습니다. 그러므로 내 사랑하는 형제들아 건실하며 흔들리지 말고 항상 주의 일에 더욱 힘쓰는 자들이 되라. 이는 너희 수고가 주 안에서 헛되지 않은 줄 알미라. 하나님, 하나님 말씀을 전하기를 원합니다. 부족한 입술을 주님 주장하셔서 잘 전할 수 있도록 또 우리 성도님들이 은혜 받으실 수 있도록 길을 여는 자가 되게 하여 주시옵소서 예수님의 이름으로 기도합니다. 아멘. 자, 우리는 어떤 일을 하든지 안정되게 하기를 원하죠. 이것저것 방위 요소가 많거나 일을 하다가 기분을 망 그런 것 때문에 이제 일을 하다 기분을 망치기를 원하지 않아요. 그또 그 그런 것들 때문에 일에 지장받는 걸 정말 싫어합니다. 왜냐하면 그렇게 하다 보면 어느 순간 하나의 실수가 최고의 결과 내지는 좋은 결과를 만드는데 전혀 도움을 주지 않거나 혹은 일을 망치기까지도 하지요. 그래서 우리는 우리 주변에 우리를 방해할 만한 요소들을 없애고 일을 하죠. 그리고 그렇게 일을 하기 전에 그 일을 배웁니다. 그리고 그 일이 무엇을 해야 하는 것인지 분석을 하고 연구를 하죠. 자, 그럼 여러분 우리는 하나님의 백성으로 모인 사람들입니다. 
하나님의 백성으로 모인 사람들인데 그럼 우리가 해야 할 일은 무엇이고 우리가 준비해야 할 것은 무엇일까요? 하나님께서 우리에게 분명히 일을 맡기셨습니다 어떤 일을 맡기셨느냐 마태복음 28장 19절에서 20절 말씀을 보면 우리가 하나님으로 인정하고 하나님으로 알고 있는 예수 그리스도께서 하늘로 돌아가시기 전에 다시 오실 때까지 우리가 해야 할 일을 분명하게 말씀을 해주셨습니다 함께 읽을까요? 그러므로 너희는 가서 모든 족속을 제자로 삼아 아버지와 아들과 성령의 이름으로 세례를 베풀고 내가 너희에게 분부한 모든 것을 가르쳐 지키게 하라 볼지어다 내가 세상 끝날까지 너희와 항상 함께 있으리라 하시니라 네, 하나님께서 우리에게 맡기신 일은 예수님께서 완성하신 그 구원의 사역 그 생명을 살리는 사역을 전하는 겁니다 또한 그 하나님의 나라로의 우리에게 전해주신 그 하나님의 나라로의 초대장을 우린 또한 나눠주는 역할을 해야 하는 겁니다 그것이 다시 말해 쉽게 말해 복음을 전하는 것이죠 우리가 전해야 할 것은 네 복음입니다 그런데 이 시대 참 복음을 전하기 어려운 시대가 됐습니다 복음을 전한다 그러면 이상한 눈으로 바라보기 바라보여지기 일수고 또이 복음을 가지고 인간의 철학과 어떤 미묘한 것들을 섞어서 사람들을 유혹하고 미혹하는 사람들이 많아졌어요 그래서 순수한 복음의 의미와 뜻을 잃어버린 지 한참 된것 같습니다 그리고 한 가지 더 말씀드리자면 세상이 너무 빨리 변하고 있어요 어제까지의 최첨단은 오늘 더 이상 최첨단이 아니고 오늘 더 이상 최고의 것이 아닐 수도 있게 되어버렸어요 어제까지 옳은 게 오늘은 옳지 않은 그런 상황이 만들어질 수도 있어요 이러다 보니까 소위 세상이 말하는 그 철학적인 용어로 포스트 모더니즘의 시대에 우리는 살고 있어요 모든 것의 가치가 부정당하고 모든 것의 옳고 그름이 없어졌어요 그냥 내가 생각하면 옳은 거고 내가 맞으면 맞는 거고 이런 세상이 돼버렸어요 이러니 죄인인 우리의 본성이 얼마나 적나라하게 드러나겠습니까 아무리 훌륭한 복음, 아름다운 복음을 전한다고 할지라도 그것을 받아들이지 않고 폄하해버려요 그것을 뒤로 발뒤로 미루어버려요 더 이상 복음이 그들의 마음을 움직일 수 없을 것 같아 보여요 그렇지만 여러분 그러한 마음을 그러한 마음을 바꾸시는 것이 하나님의 전능하신 손길입니다 그런 세상 속에서 빛을, 빛을 잃지 않고 가치를 잃지 않는 것이 바로 복음의 위대한 점입니다 오늘 사도 바울이 이 고린도 성 교회 성도들에게 이 고린도 15장을 통해서 하신 말씀은 뭐냐 하면 복음을 얘기했어요 그들이 혹시나 복음의 어떤 중요한 가치라든가 핵심을 잃어버렸을까봐 고린도 성도들에게 다시 한번 복음이 무엇인지 복음이 어떤 내용인지를 다 설명하고 마지막에 58절에 이렇게 얘기하고있어요 그러니까 친구들이요 가르친 거 까먹지 말고 너희가 배운 대로 앞으로 나아가 잊어먹지 말고 누가 옆에서 뭐라 그러든지 흔들리지 말라고요 친구들아 그러면 그러면 너희가 지금 복음 전하는 것이 아무것도 쓸모없는 것 같고 아무것도 필요 없는 것 같아 보인다 할지라도 그것이 역사하는 것을 당신들이 보게 될 거야 라고 말을 해주는 거예요 여러분 
흔들리지 마시기 바랍니다 여러분 하루하루가 삶이 녹록지 않은 시대예요 어제와 오늘이 다르고 오늘, 오늘 사는 우리가 내일을 어떻게 살아가야 할지 예측할 수 없는 시대에 살고 있다고들 합니다 네 맞아요 맞습니다 그래서 우리가 발걸음이 자꾸 흔들려요 저쪽으로 정면으로 발길을 내디뎌야 앞으로 갈수 있을 것 같은데 자꾸 세상은 옆으로, 옆으로 돌아가래요 이쪽으로 가야 될것 같은데 자꾸 세상은 이쪽으로 가래요 뒤로 한발 물러나야 될 때도 있는 것 같은데 세상은 그냥 가래요 너 하고 싶은 대로 해 라고 이야기하면서 여러분 그것에 흔들리지 마시는 여러분 되기를 바랍니다 우리가 우리가 흔들리지 말아야 함은 바로 우리를 통해서 하나님의 뜻이 이루어지기 때문입니다 사랑하는 여러분 예수님께서 우리를 빛이라 그러셨습니다 빛은 앞으로 쭉 뻗어나가는 성질이 있어요 흔들리지 않습니다 빛이, 흔, 빛이 흔들리면 우리가 시야가 어두워져요 잘볼 수가 없습니다 사랑하는 여러분 우리가 빛이기에 우리가 하나님의 백성이기에 흔들리지 마시고 앞으로 나아가시기를 또한 성숙하시기를 예수님의 이름으로 축복합니다 에베소서 4장 13절에 사도바울 또한 이렇게 이해하고 있습니다 우리가 다 하나님의 아들을 믿는 것과 아는 일에 하나가 되어 온전한 사람을 이루어 그리스도의 장성한 분량이 충만한 데까지 이르니라 예수 그리스도를 아는 사람들은 예수 그리스도를 닮아가길 원해요 그렇게 살아야 정상이에요 그것이 진정 예수 그리스도를 믿고 의지하고 따르는 성도 그리스도인의 모습입니다 어, 예수님은 믿는데 그냥 나는 여기 세상에 한 발을 담그고 살래 아니야 예수님은 그냥 믿는 거고 예수님은 그냥 응, 응. 아니요 예수님을 믿으면 그냥 그것에 매달려서 그것에 온전히 내 것으로 되기 위해서 우리는 발버둥 쳐야 됩니다 어제 저희가 어, 사모님하고 저하고 세미나를 아, 컨퍼런스를 하나 갔다 왔어요 어떤 컨퍼런스냐면 레질리언스 키즈 아이들이 요즘 아이들이 어려움이나 시련을 극복하는 데 있어서 많은 어려움과 장애를 갖고 있대요 그 사람들 얘기가 저희도 그렇게 어느 정도 공감을 하는 내용이에요 그런데 그 아이들을 그 레질리언스 즉 어려움을 극복해내는 시련을 극복해내는 힘을 키우게 하기 위해서 아이들이 성숙해야 된다고 이야기해요 아이들이 어른들의 성숙함을 바라보아야 한다고 어떤 강사가 이야기를 하더라고요 100% 공감하는 이야기입니다 엄마 아빠가 그리스도 교회 다닌다 그러면서 맨날 소리 지르고 싸우고 삐걱거리면 우리 아이들이 성숙해지기 힘들어요 오해해요 사랑하는 여러분 우리가 신앙을 가지고 믿음을 가지면 어떻게 살아가야 할지 잘 생각하고 우리가 우리 자녀들에게 물려주어야 하겠습니다 우리가 성숙한 분량으로서 앞서 나가는 모습을 보여주어야 할 것입니다 말씀을 맺으려고 합니다 세상이 참 많이 흔들리고 있습니다 사람들, 사람들도 쉽게 흔들리고 있죠 근데 이걸 넘어서서 개인적으로 어, 이런 말씀을 드리고 말씀을 맺고, 싶, 말씀을 맺고 싶습니다 얼마 전에 어, 미국 뉴욕의 메라턴의 리디머 처치를 담임하시던 팀켈러 목사님이 소천하셨습니다 꽤 오랜 시간을 최장암으로 투병을 하시다가 소천하셨는데 그 목사님의 마지막 유언이 이런 것입니다 내가 떠나는 것에 잘못된 점이 조금도 없습니다 
예수님 나는 당신을 볼 준비가 됐습니다. 더 이상 기다릴 수 없습니다. 나를 보내소서. 그리스도를 향한 굳은 심지 성숙하고 장성한 분량으로서의 마음을 가지고 있었기에 이 고백이 나올 수 있을 거라 생각합니다. 사랑하는 여러분 우리 가운데 이러한 마음과 생각이 날마다 성숙하여지며 이런 성숙하여짐으로 인하여 우리 주변에 주를 믿든 믿음이 약한 사람이든 우리를 보고 주님을 따를 수 있는 놀라운 은혜가 있게 되기를 예수님의 이름으로 축복합니다. 기도하겠습니다. 하나님 감사합니다. 우리가 성숙해지기를 원합니다. 우리를 성숙하게 만들어 주시옵소서. 감사를 드리며 예수님의 이름으로 축복하고 기도합니다. 아멘. Um, many years ago, I conducted a wedding here in this church. It's many years ago now, and it was on the Saturday. On the Monday morning, the father of the bride turned up here in the church. And um, this family is a family with really not much. Um, Working class, very little to spare. And um, the father turned up here and I can remember speaking to him and then invited him to come into, into my office and he had a $50 note in his hand. And he just really wanted to give me this $50 note. And he was crying and couldn't really make sense of the words he was saying. But what it was was that he was just so thankful <laughs> that I'd conducted his daughter's wedding. Now, don't worry, I, I absolutely refused to take the $50. But that that guy offering me that fifty dollars would be, you know, that'd be, that might be like me offering someone five hundred dollars. It was a lot of money for him. So thankful. I, have you have you ever just been utterly overwhelmed as you've thought about how good someone has been to you? You know, our church is here primarily because of and also for just one thing, and it's what we call the good news. The good news of Jesus. We know for this verse that we're looking at today, the Apostle Paul, back in the first century AD, he wrote at least three letters to the young church at Corinth. He'd, he'd been to this, this thriving city of Corinth on his second missionary journey. When he was there, he'd shared the good news about Jesus with them. He'd helped them to start up their church. It's a brand new little church, and now it's only three or four years later. He's heard reports about the church. Some are good, some are not so good. And he's writing these letters, and this is the first letter that he writes, He's writing back to the church to try and encourage them and to try and correct some of the things where, where they've gotten it wrong and, and to try and help them to get back on track because they've gotten a little bit off track with some of these things 
that are swaying them. And as we've talked about here before in these letters that Paul wrote, from little things, big things grow. So if a church just gets a little bit waylaid and things just things never usually start out in a major way. They start out small, but they get big if we don't correct them. That's why he's writing the letter. And then right near the end of the letter, it's in, I mean, today we've got it in our Bibles as 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, at the start of that chapter, he says, let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, let me remind you of the good news that I preached to you before. Let me remind you. And really, it is good news of the highest order. And so then, through that chapter, he excitedly regurgitates the good news. He talks about how Jesus Christ died for our sins. He talks about how he was, Jesus was buried as a common executed criminal and then on the third day was raised from the dead. <laughs> he talks about how God, through Jesus, has poured out his special favour on people. And it's so good, he says, it's, it's not just good news, it's so good that it counters the very worst things that could ever happen to any person. The ultimate one of those is death, right? So he's writing this letter. He's right near the end of the letter. It's, it's like he's standing up on the roof of the church and he's just yelling and screaming so that everyone around can hear. He just wants everyone to be able to hear. And he says it. He says, death is swallowed up in victory. And when he writes, it's like he's mocking death. It's like he's taunting death. This, this, this thing that has the power to deprive us of life, the worst thing that could ever happen. It's like he's just mocking it and making fun of it in the name of the good news of Jesus. He says, oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? How we thank God, he says, when he just, when he mocks death and he's like, well, where, where's your victory? Where's your sting? And then he says, how we thank God who gives us victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ. It's good news. It's good news. It's good news. It's just good, 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 good. It's good news. And then in this verse that we're looking at this morning, he says so, or he might say in your translation or your version of the Bible, he might say, therefore. In other words, because of the whole 57 verses that I've just written in chapter 15 about the good news of Jesus and what he has done for us. Because of that, therefore, because that's true, Therefore, because, Jeff, you married my daughter, my precious daughter, therefore, I want to. You see, because of the action, therefore, he says, be strong and steady. Always enthusiastic for the work of the Lord. 
for you know that nothing you ever do for the Lord is ever useless. Be strong. The Greek word that he uses to say be strong, it's probably better translated in English as be steadfast. You know, the word actually means to be, what you're doing right now, to be seated. It means, and you know, like seated is often not just a physical thing, but it's this, this analogy of being settled. So you apply that to the context of what Paul's writing about, and he's saying to be seated and to be settled. He's talking about moral fixity, isn't he? In other words, work out what's right. Be settled. Be fixed on it. Be set on the way that you're living and acting. But don't just do that. Don't just be strong. Be steady, he says. That's better translated in English as immovable. Just that. So once, once you're seated on the conviction, and the conviction is how this good news of Jesus and all that he's done to make it possible and true, how this good news of Jesus will affect the way that you live and you move and you have your being today and tomorrow. Once, once there, including for sure, you think about this in the context of this church and of your church. Once you're convicted about this good news of Jesus and what that would mean for how you would live, and in the context, context of the church that Paul's writing to this young church at, at, at Corinth, the way that you would sow into, invest into, contribute into, participate in the well-being and the unity of the body or the church that you're a part of. Do you see what he's saying? Good news, work it out, be strong, be steady. Be seated, be steadfast, be immovable. Let nothing move you. Always enthusiastic, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why would you do that? Because you know that nothing you ever do for the Lord, he's stating fact there, nothing you ever do for the Lord is useless. We call those the one percenters. You guys know I'm a football man. The one percenters, the things that, happens, that happen on a football field that do not get recorded as a statistic. Oftentimes people in the public won't even notice them. But the things that a player does on the football field, just tiny little things that are actually contributing to the good of the team. To the good of the team. No one else may even know about it, but contributing to the good of the team. Every little one percenter you do in light of the good news of Jesus. Every one percenter you do because remember that you and I we do one percenters all day every day 
The question is just, is the 1% in the context of the church? The question is, is the 1% for the good of the church? Or for the not good of the church? We do 1%ers. So the question would be, your 1%ers, the things that you do for the good, for the not so good. Let nothing move you. for the opportunity he gave us today to gather as one body in Christ and to share this verse which has been shared at the last part of last verse in chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians. I'll try to speak in Arabic and English as well to get the points. Uh, القيامة لم تعلن في العهد الجديد كما أعلنت أكثر من أصحاح كرونسوس الأولى 15 uh, Everyone speaks about 1 Corinthians 15 as the chapter of resurrection of the Bible And when I say the Bible I mean the whole Bible but the resurrection was not confirmed You know in the Old Testament they believe by faith that something good will happen but they were not sure what's going to happen but when Jesus came, died, and resurrected, then they be assured of the resurrection of the dead in Christ. So this chapter, Koronsul Ula Khamastashar, is the chapter of resurrection. And that's why it has like six parts, all of them talking about the resurrection of Christ, Qiyamat al-Masih, the resurrection of the people who died in Christ, Qiyamat al-Raqidin bil-Yasu'ah. And then he says the verse that Pastor Jeff was mentioning that the last enemy that will be destroyed is this. آخر عدو يقتل هو الموت. فكان بيتكلم على القيامة قيامة المسيح قيامة الراقدون بيسوع آخر عدو لينا وعدو لله يقتل هو الموت. وبعد كده تكلم على الجسد اللي هنخده في القيامة وبعد كده تكلم على النصر النهائية. فخطوة تجيب خطوة يعني this like six parts in this chapter is like a ladder step and then step forward and then step forward until he comes like to the end which is verse 58 it's like step by step by step but i just gonna compare haqarin bain al-adad 58 al if we open our bibles in the same chapter in verse 19 so, 1 Corinthians 15, 19. And I will do the comparison with it and, and verse 58. In 1 Corinthians 15, 19. 
في هذه الحياة فقط رجاء في المسيح فنحن أشقى جميع الناس If that's the ESV translation If in Christ we have hope in this life only we are all we are all of the people most to, to be pitied So if in Christ we have hope in this life only it's only the life here then we are the most Uh, you know, pitied people in this earth. We are of all people most to be pitied. What this means, you can't have a hope in this earth. Even in Christ, Yes, we live, and even Jesus himself, for Matthew um, 16:26, the very famous verse, for what will it benefit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? لو أنا لو أنا العالم كله لو بقيت أغنى إنسان في العالم لو بقى كل العالم معايا وأنا مؤمن وأنا مسيحي وأنا في المسيح I will become the richest person in the world even if I'm a good Christian. There is nothing to gain, and that's what he say. The whole world and forfeits his soul. So there is nothing to gain in this earth if I don't do what has been written as the last verse in this chapter. So if you compare 19 to 58, when he's ending this chapter, and so the, the steps in the chapter, he ends with like four motivations or four things. He urged his God's people the brother and sister in Christ, to keep doing it until he comes again. And he's coming very soon, by the way. He will not do it in much time. <laughs> he's coming very soon. So he said four things you need to do. In Arabic, he said, In English, be steadfast. That's the ESV. And also, as Pastor Jeff mentioned, it's coming from very close to the Greek. So, be steadfast, rasikhin, غير متزعزعين, immovable. Don't let anyone moves you. Moves you from Christ, moves you by false teaching, moves you from the service that God asks you to do it in the place you are in, because if you will open your ears, <laughs> you will move. So he says here, be immovable. Don't give your ears to anyone. Give it to the Lord and his word only. And don't move. So be steadfast, immovable. Don't be, be immovable. Don't move from the, the teaching, from the Bible, from the word, from the things that God has asked you to do. Even if the, the people closer to me Asking me to take a different decision. I am not going to hear anyone. I'm talking about myself. I'm not going to hear anyone tells me anything to do for Jesus. Because when I will stand, I will stand alone. 
You know that we will stand all. That's what written in the Bible twice. We will stand in front of Christ's seat. Nobody will stand beside me. محدش هيقعد جنبي وانا واقف قدام كرسي المسيح ابدا لا مراتي ولا اولادي ولا ولا اللي معايا ولا الناس اللي كانوا حواليا طول العمر انا هقف لوحدي قدام كرسي المسيح because I will stand alone in front of Christ's seat I need to decide by myself through the word of God with the Holy Spirit in my heart I'm not going to give my ears to anyone you know what I mean so that's what he said be steadfast Immovable, and then he said the third thing, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And always abounding in the work of the Lord, not when I am not busy. Because we always abounding in the work of the Lord if we are not busy. But if we are busy, we will not do it. But he say, he say always, and I think always covers every minute in our life. By the way, you know, sometimes you feel, yeah, we are busy. And I, I was a secular person working for like 31 years in my life. I know what, how the life is busy. But God knows. Before I became a, a full-time minister, God knows. It was always, in every place I was in. And I couldn't embarrass, last six days, I to Sydney. And I'm afraid it's a vacation. <laughs> it was not a vacation because not because I'm past I'm at all. I'm brother and sister, I'm brother to everyone. And I tried and then for كل مكان I will not forget that I'm here for a reason. فما تخليش شغلك أو ضغوطك أو أحمالك تقول لك يعني ما تعملش دي مكسرين في عمل الرب كل حين. But then knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. We have a hope, we'll be steadfast, and we'll continue until he comes again. And that is what this verse is telling us. He's ending the resurrection chapter by what we need to do in this earth. Uh, that will be rewarded one day and soon in front of Christ's seat. Ya Rabbi, ashkurak la'annak salih wa ameen. Ashkurak la'an kull haga bitulha bitalimna, ya Rabbi. Khalina, ya Rabbi, gheer mutazazazain, alimina, anna ta'abna laysa batilan fal Rabb. Barik, ya Rabbi, kull wahid habib innu yikrimak min albu, ya Rabbi. أنا عارف أن الضغوط علينا كثيرة وكبيرة يا رب لكن بشكرك لأن في كل مرة يا رب حتدينا نكرمك باقي أيام غربتنا أذكر هذه الكلمات تشجعنا ونعرف إزاي نكمل باقي أيام عمرنا لأني أصلي في اسم المسيح آمين As one body in